if people are unfamiliar, um, in Israel and Palestine, there are two Palestinian territories, one of which is the Gaza Strip, which everybody has been um, seeing and reading about in the news. Uh, that's um, from where the attack on October 7th was launched into southern Israel, and that's where the war is currently going on now. Um, flying a little bit under the radar, I think, is the West Bank, which is the larger of the two territories. Um, it's um, it's on the West Bank of the Jordan River, and it's a Palestinian territory that has supposedly for, for many years um, been the ideal location for a future Palestinian state. You'll probably hear a lot of um, politicians, American politicians, calling for a two-state solution to the Israel-Palestinian conflict, and one of those uh, the Palestinian state would be in the West Bank. The problem is that Israelis and Israeli settlers, with the um, help and acquiescence of the Israeli government, um, have been setting up settlements in the West Bank, setting up um, their own towns, their own cities, their own villages, and really um, pushing Palestinians into smaller and smaller enclaves within their own territory. The territory itself is occupied by the Israeli military, and they kind of um, run the whole thing, although there is a separate Palestinian government. And a huge issue um, within that has been settlers, um, Israeli settlers launching attacks on Palestinian communities, trying to push them off their farmland, push them out of their towns, demolishing their homes. And this has been a thing for for quite a long time. It's been it's been a huge issue, especially in in recent decades. Um, and actually, 2023, before before the October 7th attack, it was the most violent year um, on record for um, settlers attacking Palestinian communities. There's some 250 settler attacks even before October 7th this year. And since then, um, the, that violence has only ramped up uh, with the backing of the Israeli military. Um, a lot of these like settler groups that have formed their own militias, more or less, have been um, launching these more or less vigilante attacks on Palestinian communities, especially on Palestinian farmers. It's resulted in a lot of violence. Um, yeah, and it's taken a lot of lives. So now can you elaborate on this connection between New York-based nonprofit organizations and Israeli settlers in the West Bank? And when you're talking about providing equipment, is this actually tactical equipment? Yeah, so what I found while reporting this out, there there are some um, nonprofit organizations that are based throughout the country, but some specifically in New York that um, provide um, assistance, mostly like um, monetary assistance and supplies to settlements in the West Bank, Israeli settlements in the West Bank. Um, it should be noted, I guess, here that these settlements are illegal under international law, but um, not necessarily illegal. Uh, it's not necessarily illegal to, to aid them under U.S. law. Um, so this has been a thing for a long time, um, since the mid-2000s at least, that some organizations have been, have been sending aid to these illegal settlements. But since October 7th, um, some of these groups have been fundraising to send um, settlers in, in some of the more violent settlements, um, like tactical equipment, like combat equipment. It's illegal to send firearms themselves, um, but they've been sending everything but firearms. They've been sending um, accessories that, that go on guns. They've been sending um, what are called conversion kits, which can turn pistols into rifles. Drones seem to be a very hot item. They they will um, send like thermal camera equipped drones to some of these settler militias so they can um, surveil and keep an eye on Palestinian communities. 
Um, they'll send body armor and helmets, um, all sorts of things to, um, yeah, they say it's to protect against Palestinian violence, um, but it also really enables and, and beefs up their ability to launch these attacks on Palestinian communities in the West Bank. Has there been any response from New York state officials about this? Yeah, so it's it's actually very timely. In May, so before October, well before October 7th, but in May of this year, um, a couple of state legislate state legislators introduced they call it the Not on Our Dime Act, and what it would do is it would that you know they've been well aware of these um, nonprofits sending money and supplies to West Bank settlements for for a long time, um, and what it would do is it would equip the state attorney general to. Um, strip any um, organizations that that aid um, illegal settlements of their nonprofit status. It, it would allow the attorney general to, to crack down in other ways on these nonprofits. Um, so they introduced that legislation in May, and it was roundly criticized by um, other state legislators. 66 Democratic Assembly members, which is the majority of the Democratic conference in that body, um, signed on to a letter calling it um, a, an effort to demonize Jewish charities. Um, and so that legislation didn't really go anywhere. Um, I talked to Senator, um, Assemblymember Zohar Namdani, who was the uh, sponsor in that um, chamber, and he said he is likely to reintroduce it and is, is more dedicated than ever to this particular legislation. Um, I also talked to another assembly member, Jeffrey Dinowitz, um, who is one of the people who signed the letters condemning the Not on Our Dime Act. And he, to my actual surprise, said that he wasn't against the settlements in the West Bank at all. Um, keep in mind that these are illegal under international law, but he said it just wasn't a problem for him, and that's why he um, had a problem with the Not on Our Dime Act. He didn't think we should be targeting West Bank settlements at all. Well, but if, it, if that proposed legislation got that type of response earlier in the year, after October 7th, I can't imagine something like that getting any more traction right now. Sure. That's a great point. It's it's an interesting political dynamic at the moment. Um, people are really um, digging in their heels, I think, on, on whatever side of this issue that they're on, um, which, which uh, yeah, is really illustrated by Assemblymember Dinowitz's comments. But also, it is interesting, especially like on the national level, a lot of um, really pro-Israel uh, politicians, I'm thinking of Senator Chuck Schumer, do yeah, condemn West Bank violence. And like when Senator Schumer went to Israel recently, he said that he talked to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu about tamping down um, settlement violence in the West Bank. Um, so... And like, yeah, local politicians haven't really said much on this. Governor Hochul, for all her comments um, in support of Israel, has really not mentioned the West Bank at all. Um, so, yeah, it, it is. I I can only foresee um, people continuing to dig in their heels. But, um, yeah, I guess I guess we'll see if, if the issue comes up again and the bill is reintroduced. And then on the side again of these actual uh, nonprofits, what's their take now? Have you talked to any of them or in your reporting? What are they thinking and feeling and doing right now? Yeah, great question. I, I tried multiple times to, to speak with all of the organizations that we mentioned in the piece, all the New York-based organizations that we mentioned in the piece, and none would respond. Um, but I have been reading some newsletters and some blog posts and some social media posts that they've put out, and it really seems um, – that they 
see the current moment as existential. I, I should I should say like most these organizations more or less would like the West Bank for themselves. They would like it for Israelis. They they think it should be um, ruled uh, by Jewish Israelis exclusively, and they see the current moment as as really um, as crucial to to that. Project. I, I think they they're they're framing it as um, a lot uh, as as sort of uh, more or less a war that um, Palestinians will be attacking them if they don't um, fortify their own settlements and their own efforts. Um, and their rhetoric is it's it's violent to to put it lightly. Um, in the article, we um, we mentioned one. Um, one guy, his name is uh, Daniel Luria. He's the executive director of an organization called American Friends of Eteret Kahanan, which is a, an organization that, uh, that operates in occupied East Jerusalem. Um, and he went on an, an Instagram post, not, not, about, um, not about the West Bank, but about Gaza, saying that the Israeli defense forces should, should bomb Gaza, that they should bomb hospitals, that what they're doing is dealing with pure evil. Um, so, yeah, since October 7th, both in New York and in Israel and Palestine, it, it seems that everybody is um, is on high alert, to say the least. And it also sounds, taking this broadly, and again, it's a very uh, complicated and nuanced set of issues going on here, but it sounds like the people in support of these types of efforts are willing to mix what's going on with Gaza and what's going on in the West Bank. But there are some people who are calling for support from Israel, like you mentioned, Senator Schumer, who are making a distinction between these issues. Yes, yes. And I think that speaks to... The sort of disconnect between American politics when it comes to Israel-Palestine and Israeli politics. Um, in the U.S., there's still, uh, at least among the talking points uh, of high-level officials, there's still hope for a two-state solution. Um, they, they, there's a lot of support for a measured war on Gaza while encouraging um, the Israeli government to not, um, yeah, to, to keep its hands mostly off of Palestinian communities in the West Bank. And I think among um, the more ardent supporters of Israel's war in Gaza and its efforts in the West Bank, those those two are one issue. Yeah, because uh, however they end, whenever they end, at some point the current hostilities will end. And then the question that will need to be addressed is what happens next? How, how, how do people rebuild? How do people live? Exactly. Yeah. Who, who knows where it takes us? I think... Um, yeah, that, that's a great way to put it. The hostilities will end at some point, but um, where they end and what reality that, that leaves us with um, is an open question. Chris Gilardi, New York Focus, thank you so much for going over this with us, and thank you for doing the work. Thank you so much for having me on again. It's great.